Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin. We got a very special episode today I'm really excited about. This is the Dadisode. Episode 7, we're talking about dads, being a great dad, dads in society. Everything is about dads because I think we got to give some props to the great dads out there. Welcome back. This is Hug Your People. All right, so let's talk about dads. This has uh, come up uh, from a lot of perspectives uh, lately for me and my family and uh, my actions. But what I really need to start with, this is not a podcast episode about um, defending gender roles in the nuclear family. It's not um, It's not saying that dads are better than moms or that men are better than women. Like It's not about that because I think each has their own set of challenges. And so today we're just going to talk about some of the challenges and some of the victories that, that dads have. The reason uh, that I'm the guy to talk about that is because I am a dad and I'm going through a bunch of challenges right now. So um, I think we have to start uh, really with society's portrayal of dads in the media. I, it just it makes me angry the way that most dads uh, on TV and in commercials um, are portrayed. Normally we get the, you know, the, the funny the comic relief, the the foolish, the the you know the oafish, um, incompetent kind of characters in TV shows and movies, for the most part. When you're talking about uh, the sitcoms or the the family sitcoms, things like that, and uh, some things come to mind. Everybody loves Raymond. Ray Romano was his character in that show uh, was kind of never really connected with what was going on. Uh, Patricia Heaton's character, the mom in that show. Um, who, ironically enough, I, I had worked for a film company when I was living in Los Angeles uh, for a while and love her activism in um, supporting families and, and things like that. But her, her character in that show really held everything together and always had the answers and always had um, the knowledge. And so I think when you look at how our dads portrayed to our kids in the TV shows and the advertisements and um, the, the cartoons even, how our dads portrayed in the media that subconsciously or consciously models what people expect from a father. Um, for me, it's kind of, um, it's embarrassing. It really is. And it's a challenge because I don't, I don't parent like that. And I don't husband like that, if I'm going to use those words. Um, and I, I try not to man like that, you know. Uh, I try to, you know, one thing I know, one thing that I'm proud of is that when, when someone that I love needs me, um, by and large, I'm there, um, by and large, these days. It hasn't always been that way. I've had a, a really, um, some will say a slow growth cycle into adulthood, but um, I, I, when Baxley was diagnosed, there was no question. I dropped everything, um, as did my wife, and, and that's just what you have to do. And so I think when you look at you know, the characters in TV, I mentioned Ray Romano and Everybody Loves Raymond, Al, Al Bundy, Jim Anderson, um, in Fathers Knows Best, um, let's see who else, uh, Jay Pritchett of Modern Family, um, TV dad, th- those TV dads are usually portrayed as the fool, uh, despite um, social status or economic status or even race, um, they're just depicted as the fool, even going back to, and despite your opinion of him, Bill Cosby and The Cosby Show, you know, he kind of was like never really put together, never really, uh, I don't think we even knew, oh, he was a doctor by profession, but he worked out of his home and um, never really was put together with the kids and the family. So I, th- I think the portrayal of dads in the media has really not contributed to a positive impact on what dads should be and are capable of. And 
one of the things that I, I really love, and I want to talk a little on a personal level here, um, because I've had a lot of people, um, mostly my friends, and, and I'll, I'll just clarify, like, I don't really hang around people who are not great dads. I really don't. Um, I just can't um, because I can't associate with it. You know, if you're not there for your kids and you're not there for your spouse or your partner or your wife, you know, I, I just, I, I, I struggle really relating to that. Now, I know things come up in life and they're, you know, I'm, I come from a divorced household and my parents divorced and, um, and remarried and, and I'm not opposed to that because sometimes things just don't work out. But what I am uh, opposed to is not showing up for people that you've committed to. And if you commit to having children, I think you should just show up for them despite the, the situation in the marriage. And that's, those are the people that I hang out with. I don't hang out with people who are deadbeat dads. Uh, I just don't. Um, and it's really tough, but what I've, look, I've looked around sort of my social circle and I've found, and looking deeper, and I've found that I'm hanging out with some pretty awesome dudes pretty awesome guys who show up for their kids and they really go above and beyond and I could tell you story after story of sacrifice from the dads that I hang out with and you know the dads that have called me and said hey Kev I love you man you know like things that you don't see in the media you don't see dads doing that you don't see dads going to the grocery store and cooking dinner and taking the trash out and fixing the the, the house and and taking the kids to school and doing the laundry and um, taking the kids, you know, to their field trips and things like that. And, and the media really doesn't portray dads in that regard unless they're messing it up. <laughs> it really doesn't. And it becomes an incredible struggle for us dads in the world to fight that subconscious stereotype because I believe it is a subconscious stereotype. I think we watch those shows and over time it just conditions us on, um, oh, you're a father and there's an instance of, well, you now need to prove yourself because... Um, we are we we understand fathers to be this oafish foolish kind of character in the house and it's just not that way and i think that you know when you look at the 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 advertisements and the tv shows where the father was portrayed as a great father you know you can't find very many of them you really just can't find very many of them at all um i can't think of one off the top of my head right now so if you know one please uh, comment and and clue me in um and i'll have to go check it out but i i can't really think of um, of one where the dad was portrayed at, like some of the people I hang out with, you know. Um, I have a friend who completely had to move his business, his house, his life to a new city just to be near his son. And that's a dad. That's, that's, a, that's a I'll do anything dad. It really is. Um, I know dads who have quit their job because the, the, the mom got an opportunity to do what she wanted to do in her career. And, and the money was able to support the family, so the dad went uh, to be a stay-at-home dad. And the transition from that was really easy because there was no ego involved. There was, it was very much a team effort, and, and that's what was going to happen. And uh, he took care of the, taking the kids to school and doing the laundry and buying the groceries and uh, making sure that the lunch was packed and all the stuff. And, like, that's a dad. That's a dad. You know? And so I've had some, some people comment of, you know, to me based on... Um, what I'm going through with my son of, you know, I don't know how you do it. And my response is always, sure you do. Sure you do. My son needs me. I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, there was no decision to be made. There's no, there's not a choice, you know, you're, because that's the kind of dad I want to be. And that's the kind of dad I, I try to be. And I think I am is you just, you do what you have to do, you know, and I support my wife and uh, doesn't mean we're perfect. 
you know, we argued, we argued yesterday. Um, it does mean that, you know, and, and trust me, I could do a whole episode on moms too, because I think there are a certain amount of pressures that are, are put on moms and the female role or, or in, in the house. And, and that's for another time. And really someone else should talk about that because I'm not an expert in that. I'm trying to figure that out too. Um, but I think when you, when you look at dads and their role, I don't think we're given enough credit, uh, the good dads, trust me, I know there's uh, plenty of bad dads and deadbeat dads out there doing um, things that are not in line with this episode uh, at all, but what we're going to talk about is the good dads, and I think if you notice a dad trying, and you notice effort, and you notice um, equality in a, in a house, and you notice incredible love, and you know, I think that I don't think any dad that does that needs to be rewarded for it. I don't think they do it for the thank you or the give him a cookie. I don't think they they do it for that. I think, you know, the recognition just comes in just doing the right thing, you know. And um, Chris Rock had a a bit a while back, and he said he was talking about parenthood, especially with dads. And he said this was probably the 90s. Um, He said it bugged him all the time when uh, dads would come up and say, hey, Chris, you know, I take care of my kids. I support my wife. I, I, I put food on the table. And Chris Rock said at the time, he said he would look at every single one of them and said, you're supposed to. Like, you're not doing anything extra. Like, those are things as a dad you are supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of your kids. You're supposed to support your wife or your partner or your spouse. You're supposed to provide uh, or contribute to the providing for a house and food. And and I think that's another thing that really, really comes up is the, you know, the societal pressures of providing. And as a man, you know, just like women, women come up with the, the body type uh, stereotypes and the the role of the woman and the, be the homemaker. And, and th- those things have shifted. And it's been a real struggle for a lot of moms out there to change the perception of, of what they want and, and what they want. And it's still, it's still, a lot of moms I know are still fighting that and still being a challenge and um, because I work with a lot of women in my coaching practice you know I know those challenges and, and that's that's very real but I think also there's on the flip side of that for the dads there's a similar and opposite force you know we're trained at least you know I was born in the 70s and so the 50s 60s and 70s was very much most of the advertisements and media was you know the dad was in the suit going out winning winning the bread and, and bringing it home to dinner being ready and things like that and so there was from childhood, I've been taught that that's the role of the man. That's the role of the father. That's the role of the dad. You know, the dad misses the school play because the dad has to work and make the money. That's kind of what society tells us it should be. I don't believe that to be the case. In fact, I believe quite the opposite. You know, I believe that if you're a father and you're not trying to be part of your kid's life, I question your integrity around being a father. I really do. Um, If the office meeting is more important than the soccer game, then you really need to get in line with some priorities. Not that you don't have to make a living and not that there aren't other things important outside of you know your kids, because I do believe that dads and moms both need to have their own life. But what I'm talking about is your kids should be your priority. Your kids should be your priority. You know, And if you're working for a boss who doesn't understand that, you need to quit. If you're part of an organization that doesn't understand that your kids are your priority, you need to quit. And unapologetically, you know, and I've, I've had bosses like that where 
Um, family need, they required family to come second, and I wasn't there very long. Um, even when I didn't have a family, I, I just wasn't there very long because I think in business we have to understand that you know even with the perception of dads in the media, even with the um, reinforcement by upbringing of be the provider and be the strong and don't cry and all the all the bullshit that comes along with it. There's no other way to say that, but it is BS. You know, we have to change that perception. One of the things that I noticed when I started telling Baxley's story is I couldn't control my emotions, and I don't apologize for that. I've cried on Facebook, I've cried on Instagram, I've cried on stage in front of people telling Baxley's story. I don't apologize for that at all. In fact, I celebrate it, you know. Now, one of the things I'm careful of and that really takes balance is I, I try not to let my son see me cry because he's crying his own tears right now. And I don't, he gets upset when he sees my wife and I upset. And so I don't need him to cry my tears for me. I'm not ashamed of him for him to see me cry. But right now, we're in the thick of the battle. We're battling cancer. And one thing I don't want is for my son to cry my tears for me. So I won't let him see me cry very often right now. Um, because he's doing enough crying on his own. But I think going through this, we will, uh, he will understand that it's okay for, the, for a man to show emotion and for a man to show weakness and for a man to ask for help. And one of the beautiful parts about the world we live in is that I can document that so that when Baxley is, is grown, maybe he's married, maybe he's got a job, maybe he's got a family of his own, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's uh, just traveling the world, maybe he's not, maybe he's living next door to us whatever he decides he wants to do, but he can go back and he can look at his dad chronicling, chronicling this, um, this path and this journey, and he's going to see me showing emotion. When, the, when his tears aren't there anymore, he'll see that my tears were there while he was going through this. And I think that's very important. That's the power of social media. That's the power of the world we live in. So, you know, it, it breaks my heart that there's a lot of good men and a lot of good dads out there that are doing the right thing. They're, they're doing, they're standing by their kids, they're standing by their spouse, their partners, their wives, they're standing by their families, they're standing by all the things that they should be standing by. And yet in the media, we're constantly, you know, we're just constantly fed this line of the dad is a fool, the dad is an oaf, the dad is not competent, um, and that, believe it or not, just like anything in the media, that has a toll on our subconscious thought around the father. And I think, I'm, I'm not taking it, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to take it on as a mission to battle that yet, maybe one day I will, but one of the things that I really came to notice was as people were complimenting me on my ability to be a dad, and I just was feeling like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't need a com I don't I, I feel guilty taking a compliment from that because this is just what you do as a father this is just what you do and anybody I hang out with if they were in my shoes they'd be doing the same or similar thing they'd be fighting hard probably harder than I can you know because I know some really amazing people out there that are just that I really look up to that probably would be able to do this better than I can and I think the real message here is if you're looking around and you're looking at some dads who are doing it well, you know, maybe give them a high five. Maybe maybe hug them. Maybe maybe tell their spouse or partner or wife how much you admire what they do, you know, because I think it's easy for us and my wife and I talked about this yesterday. 
it's really easy for us because we live together and we're around each other nonstop. It's easy for us to overlook the really great things each other does. Um, it's really easy for us to notice the negative things or the things where we mess up, because we do, and start a conversation over that. But when you're doing something really great, even if it's small, like bringing the groceries home or, or doing the laundry or folding the clothes or, or something simple, or just, hey, why don't you go take a break, mom, dad, <laughs> you, you need a break, go take an hour, or two hours or an afternoon. You know, and I think just acknowledging those little things goes a long way. So, I don't really know how to conclude this. And I think the reason I don't is because I'm just so bummed that the world operates on a way where it's very divisive, even in the family, where one parent has to be the competent parent and one parent has to be the foolish parent to make a good TV show. You know, I, I just, it's really, it bums me out. It really does. You know, I know a lot of incredible moms out there who run businesses and are there for their kids and there for their clients and are doing amazing things and doing a lot of research as far as science and doing just like, I know a lot of moms that just are doing that. I have clients that are moms that are doing that. And I know a lot of dads that are doing the same thing. And what I don't see is I don't see those people in our TV shows. I don't see those people in our commercials. I don't see those people being patted on the back often enough. And I think that's what I wanted to acknowledge with the data sode. You know, I can come at it from a dad perspective, obviously, because that's what I know. But I think parenting in general requires complete and total sacrifice and complete and total commitment. You know, and I think if you're not completely committed to your kids, um, you're probably not listening to this podcast, first of all, but if you're not completely committed to your kids, you're doing it wrong. And I, I won't hang out with people like that, and I just won't because I can't. You know, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I, I can't get anything from it. And right now, what I need is strength. And so when I hang out with amazing dads, and when I talk to amazing dads and amazing men who are doing great things and and trying to be the best they can be, it gives me strength to strive to be better. And it doesn't doesn't mean that uh, it, it it doesn't allow me to fall into mediocrity, I guess, you know. And when I see television ads and I see sitcoms and things like that, I think it's real easy for a dad to give themselves permission to fall into mediocrity. And I won't do that. And so I don't hang out with people that do that. And I won't watch shows that portray dads in that in that light. And um, I won't let my I won't let my son view me as that dad. My son will watch those shows. I, I'm not going to be that you know, crazy about it. But what I am going to do is have conversations with him about it. And I'm going to model for him something different until the culture changes. And that's really, that's the soapbox for today. It really is. It's, you know, if you're a dad out there and you're, you know in your heart whether you're being a great dad or even a good dad, you know in your heart whether you are or not. And if you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. If you have to say, am I a good dad? Then you already know the answer that you probably got some room for improvement and you need to get on that right away. Um, I can, without hesitation to anybody on this planet, say that I'm a great dad um, for Baxley. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I don't yell. Doesn't mean I don't need a timeout once in a while myself. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't say things I shouldn't say. Doesn't mean I don't have thoughts I shouldn't have. Because that's not what being a great dad's about. Being a great dad is showing up. Being a great dad is putting your life on hold when your son or your daughter needs it. 
being a great dad is not holding your shortcomings against your child and not holding your child to a level to compensate, overcompensate for your shortcomings. Being a great dad has a lot of things to do with letting your children be themselves, letting them figure it out, but also when they need you and they can't help themselves, you show up in a big way. And I want you to take a minute when we leave this podcast and I guarantee you, you know a great dad. I guarantee you, you do. I want you to take a minute and just acknowledge them. Send them a DM, send them a text, voicemail. Maybe they're sitting next to you. Give them a high five. Put your arm around them. Say, hey man, I appreciate you. You really, you show me a good way to do things. And if you're a mom out there and you've got a podcast, I encourage you to do a podcast about moms because we could probably talk for a lot longer about them. But um, do that for me. Find a dad who's doing a really great job, who is going above and beyond for their kids and their families and their partners and their spouses and their wives and um, their community and uh, their schools and their churches. And just find a great dad out there who's doing all those things and just show him some love, show him some appreciation and understand that uh, he has been bombarded his whole life with uh, expectations and stereotypes that most people ignore because of the gender inequality we have in this world. And I think that's a shame. And for me as a dad, uh, I get a lot of strength in seeing other, other men do, do the right thing. So show him some love. Show him some love. Thank you for joining me for episode seven, the data sode of Hug Your People. Uh, this is really exciting. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, hit a review, hit a rating on, on this podcast because I really want to help spread the word about um, get, getting pediatric cancer research to a respectable level so we can help these kids. I'll also have some initiatives coming up to help the families who are fighting this fight along with us. And I, I hope you will be along this ride for us and support us. This has been episode seven of Hug Your People. You know what to do. Hug Your People.